This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's up, kinfolk? It's RJ Young, host of the number one ranked show. This week on our USFL Spotlight episode, we feature former Alabama tailback Bo Scarborough, who is also the Birmingham Stallions running back and is headlining a 6-0 start for Skip Holtz's Stallions. I also get into my Week 7 power rankings as we head into the final stretch of USFL football. Subscribe to the number one ranked show wherever you get your podcast. Luca was in his bag last night. Can the Dallas Mavericks make history? Come back from down 3 nothing. I got a question. Could Jimmy G be the 49ers starter week one? Hear what Kyle Shanahan has to say about it. And guys, check this out. Tom Brady, boom, hitting fly balls to who else? But Rob Gronkowski certainly sets up for a fun conversation. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. What? Wilds and Broussard. What, Nick? What? What is that? Oh, I didn't, that? oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were on. Oh, it's just a brief list of teams that have come back from 3-1. Quite a lengthy list, actually. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, we see the 06 Suns. 20, oh, the 2016 the Thunder and, and oh, Cavs. Oh, oh, we have quite the list. 3-1. Seems mighty doable, Where's Jenna. Where's the list of mighty doable. teams down 3-0? Okay. Here we go, game well, four. Well, they're not Western down 3-0 anymore. We don't have a time machine. Warriors going for the sweep, a win over the Mavs, and they're moving on. Mavs just trying to make things interesting, and that they did. They broke up a tight game early, led by as many as 29, dealt with a rain delay inside the arena, and came away with a 10-point win. I find all of that interesting. Another big night from Luka in an elimination game, 30, 14, and 9. Guys, Dallas is still alive in this. Nick, we'll get your gloating in just a second. Mm. Brew, I got to start with you. There's no gloating. Do you now give the Dallas Mavericks any chance, you will be, of winning this series? No. Oh, you you want an explanation? Uh, you want more? Because it's no. <laughs> no, Period. I don't actually. All right, you, you want more? You, you actually need an explanation? Oh, okay, how about this? Nick, you can rip that little chart up because all of those teams that came back from 3-1 deficits, not one of them was down 3-0, okay? There have been 146 teams in NBA history to go down 3-0. None of them, none have come back to win the series. In fact, only three have even forced the game seven. All right, so stop it. I Look, you deserve a little. You, you certainly can't gloat. You're still down 3-1. You predicted this team going to the finals. But you do deserve a little, you know, you can put a smile on your face. You can feel a little bit better. You've taken a beating the last couple days. So I, I'm fine with that. But stop it. It's over, Nick. And what we saw last night, I'll give the Mavericks credit. Because they easily... 
could have just packed it in. Hey, as Jason Kidd said, nobody expected them to be there except you. And they did a great job and they'll get, get them, get at it this summer and be back next year, maybe as a conference favorite. Who knows? All right. But they didn't do that. Mm. I give them credit. And Nick, this reminded me what we saw last night reminded me of two other games we've seen in the past. The first was just in the second round. Game five, elimination game again. Golden State has a chance to put Memphis away. And what happens? They lose by 39. They trail by 55. Mm -hmm. All right? And they come back and win the next game by double digits. And then you'll like this one. Let's go back to 2017. Cavs, Warriors. Warriors up again in the finals. Down three. Three games to none. Sound familiar? Game four. The Cavs. Well, I'm going to explain it if you let me. Uh, Game four, the Cavs hit 24 threes. They catch absolute fire. All right. And they win that game by double figures. Nice little blowout, kind of like last night. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they get defeated in the next game and it's over. And Nick. That is what's going to happen in game five of this series. The Warriors will end maybe. the Mavericks' misery. and not, not maybe. They will put them out. Trust you me. It's okay. Over. Okay, so, so I just want to make sure we have the rules of engagement correct here. Because there's no gloating. The gloating ended when my finals picked the Mavs, dusted your finals picked the Suns. Like, that's when the gloating was happening. Everything since then is just gravy. So, but I just want to make sure we have the rules. If the, if the Warriors win, um, if the Mavs win game five, will you then admit they have a chance? Well, well then, no, when it's three, uh, if it's three, it'll, two. It'll jump maybe a, a slight percentage point. It'll jump maybe to okay, 1%. Okay, so, sure. so, so the, the die was but they cast have no when chance. it was down I'm 3-0. telling you right what happens now, moving forward, I'm not talking about the future. They have no chance. Okay, so even if we I'm get not, to a I'm game 7, it'll still matter right that now. it's 143. Well, right now what we have is a game 5. What we have is a game 5 that the Mavericks can win, and we'll see if they do. What happened last night was, finally, Kevon Looney and Andrew Wiggins were not Mark Eaton and Carl Malone as they had been the first half of the series. And you saw, oh, the Warriors do have some, maybe some issues that maybe that, maybe issues? their, their ability to score. Yeah. yeah they, they, I did not account for Looney and Wiggins playing the level they did the first three games. I didn't. They, they did to their credit. They, they built a seemingly insurmountable 3-0 lead. But now we go wilds back to Golden State. Do the Mavericks have any reason to believe they can win in Golden State? Well, they were up 19 in Golden State a few days ago. They're up 14 in the second half at Golden State a few days ago. And so the idea that it's an impossibility they win game five is nonsense. Of course it's not. And if they win game five, the screws start tightening and the anxiety starts building. And all of a sudden, the pressure goes only in one direction. And so I don't think you can say, unlike the Cavs-Warriors series that you mentioned, Brew, or the Mavericks or the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies-Warriors was an odd one because the Grizzlies, they didn't have Ja, but they were better without Ja. The Cavs-Warriors series, to me, is the better example 
But that series, you felt like the Cavs were overmatched from the very beginning. That was the 73-win Warriors having added Kevin Durant, a team that was undefeated in the postseason up until that game four when they let their guard down. That's not how this series feels. Wilds, yeah, I, I, I know it says it's 3-1, but I know in your unofficial record book, the series is actually 8-8. Eight to eight. Quarters, 8-8, eight to eight, my friend. Dead even. Can't get closer than that. And so I, the, I, to not acknowledge that if the Mavs win game five, they can win the series because no teams come back from down 3-0, they wouldn't be down 3-0. They'd be down three, two. In blackjack wilds, if you have, a, if the dealer has a 10 and I have a six, I'm a huge underdog. But if I then draw a five, the odds have changed. You can't be like, well, 10 versus a six. Now it's a 10 versus an 11. I'm live. And so if they win game five to act like they can't win the series is foolishness. It's total foolishness. Okay. All right. I believe in the Mavs, Nick. Like I believe in aliens. Oh, I don't Highly, want... highly, okay. highly unlikely. But if I walked down the stairs and there was an alien eating an Eggo waffle at my table, I would be shocked. But at the same time, I'd be like, you know what? Heard rumblings. I, I'm not. I'm not like totally shocked. <laughs> there were rumblings. There were reports. And there's three reasons why I'm giving the Mavs an alien invasion-esque chance, Broussard. Number one, attitude adjustment from the Mavs. Steph in the postgame said, you know what? They played loose. They played free. Luka all of a sudden is saying, yeah, you know, one game at a time. We think we can win. Jalen Brunson said, we're treating it like four game sevens. I said, oh, four game sevens. That's reason number two. Is Luka worried? Is the moment too big for Luka? He went into Phoenix in a game seven and demolished the best team in the league. So there's that. And reason number three is this. The Warriors... If they start to smell, uh-oh, are we going to give this up? I think they are going to play so tight. They're going to be like, are we at the same time a dynasty and going to be famous for giving up a 3-1 lead and a 3-0 lead? I think they would play so tight and so nervous and the Mavs would play so free yeah. that is on the board. No, it's not a 51% chance. It's not an 11 at the blackjack table like Nick is saying. But there is a chance, Broussard. I'd be a little bit nervous. All right, your, your aliens example was perfect because that's about the chance that the Mavericks have of winning this series. All right, <laughs> of us seeing an alien within the next 24 hours at our kitchen, kitchen table, that's about how much of a chance they have of winning. Let me start with the pressure because both of you brought that up. You mean the, the, the Warriors that stared down the great LeBron James? The Warriors, and beat him, of course. The Warriors that were down 3-1 to the great Kevin Durant, who is better than Luka Doncic, all right, at, 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 at this point, all right? And he had a Russell Westbrook as a teammate. They, they, you nah. mean that team that was down 3-1 to them, had won 73 games in the regular season, was on the verge of a huge embarrassment that team that didn't crumble under that pressure is going to get tight? I think not. Board. They've seen it all. They are not going to get tight if the Mavericks somehow win a game five, which they won't. All right? 
So, so throw that out your mind. Secondly, you think they came up with a formula last night? Yeah, here's the formula. Shoot lights out from three. Hit 23-pointers. The defense seemed right? pretty good. And hit them over both halves. Hold the Warriors hit to 70 through three quarters. Because in game two... I mean, in, the defense is pretty good. The Warriors do not have a problem scoring. They've got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, through three and quarters. Jordan Poole. Regardless of Wiggins. Yeah, Memphis held them down in that game I mentioned earlier, too. Okay? They yeah. had a bad game just like they have in the past. But they are not going to do it again. All right? This, just because Andrew Wiggins See, won't score, that means they can't score. Stop it. Stop See, it. Just I'll be quick, glad Brew, when this is over. This Brew, is nonsense. You, you mentioned, you mentioned <laughs> two the days. 2016 you two Warriors. You, you mentioned the 2016 Warriors that this reminds you of. You know what it reminds me of? The 2022 Warriors from a few weeks ago that, like you said, had a chance to close out a series and lost it by a million points. And then the very next game, it is a they are trailing with six minutes left in the fourth quarter before Memphis crumbled at the end without their best player, uh, without John Moran. The day. idea they were the, great without yeah, John Moran. Yeah, I think Memphis crumbled. You know that. OK, that's fine. Uh, no, I. Yeah, don't give the I, Warriors I think, credit for coming back. OK, I Broussard is legitimately upset. Uh, game five just, Thursday just night back days, in the Bay. Two days. We will discuss this again and again. Pressure's and again. on him too, Jenna. Uh, the the NBA announced the All NBA teams yesterday. We got some gripes. No, you're telling me. Back after this. Pressure. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. First things first, regular season in the NBA ended 45 days ago, so naturally it is the perfect time for the league to announce the All-NBA teams, which they did. Let's take a look. Here's your third team. CP3, Trey Young, LeBron, Pascal Siakam. Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. The second team has Steph 
Ja, DeMar DeRozan, KD, and Embiid. So that leaves the first team as Luka, Devin Booker, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and the Joker. Now, I would imagine there are gripes and takes riddled throughout this list. Brew, I'll start with you. Thoughts on the All-NBA teams? Yeah, I have a gripe, Jenna, and it's a Joel Embiid, who was, by everyone's estimation, one of the three best players in the league this year, did not make first team. This is the second straight year that Embiid has been second on the MVP ballot, but second team All-NBA, not first team. So I think it's yeah. ridiculous. And he was listed as a center and a forward, so you could have voted him as a forward, which I did. I had him first team with Giannis and with Jokic. And 53 of the 100 voters had that as well. Here's what they should do. And I, Nick and others felt like, no, you got to go with one center. Look, the NBA today is largely positionless. Joel Embiid, I would argue, actually plays more like a forward than a center. He's always shooting mid-range jumpers. He shoots threes. He can handle the basketball. And Jokic is a true point center or point forward, whatever you would want to call it. So I don't think you go full positionless where you just pick the five best players and you might end up with five guards or five forwards or what have you. But I do think you should do what they've done on the all-star ballot, which is have two guards or two backcourt players and three frontcourt players. Period. No forward center, just two backcourt, three frontcourt. That way people wouldn't feel as bad about voting for two big men or two centers like Embiid and Jokic. So I think that's how it should be, Nick. That's my main gripe. I had a few differences with the second and third teams as well. But my main gripe is Embiid deserved better than this. Yeah, listen, I agree with you. I think he should have been first team and Jokic should have been second team. I like the history, the being able to compare all NBA teams over a year. But of the 100 voters, 53 did what you did, which is they had Embiid and Jokic both on first team. So, you know what I mean? You were more in line with what people were doing than what I wanted to do. I have a few observations and then a gripe. First observation is Luka Doncic, now three-time first team all NBA. A little context there. That is one less than Giannis, Chris Paul, and Steph Curry. Three-time first-team All-NBA for Luka, who's 23 years old, is the same as Kyrie, Dame, and Russell Westbrook combined. So Luka Doncic already continuing to build the legend, even more so if he completes the greatest comeback in NBA history, trumping even LeBron's 3-1 comeback over the Warriors. However, that is not where I really want to spend the time. The time, you know, Wilds, you know I like to dig into the metadata of things. And sometimes you're like, oh, this is the All-NBA team. But how did we get there? And a few vote omissions and inclusions. So LeBron being third team is fine. I I think you had an argument he should have been over DeRozan, but it's fine. Him being third team. Nine voters, nine, left LeBron off their ballot entirely. That's indefensible. And I'd like to find the last guy who averaged 38 and 6, no matter the team's record, to be left off an all NBA ballot. Spoiler alert, it's never happened in modern NBA history. So maybe a little, you know, maybe a little anti LeBron bias has permeated some of the media. But that's the omission. The inclusion is what really grinds my gears, as they say. 
hidden in the NBA press release is one solitary all-NBA vote for Kyrie Irving. And listen, Wilds, I know we're in a place in this country where people seem eager to take away people's right to vote, and I normally push back against that. Not in this case. That voter should be named and shamed and have the vote stricken. Brew, maybe that voter is one of the people on your 13-person I hate Nick Wright group chat you participate in when they send you ammo to use against me. Say, oh, fire this at Nick. I'm not sure who it is. Maybe it's someone you've had a cocktail with at an all-star game in 1986. Wilds, maybe it's someone you once put on television. Oh, they have some spicy takes. Let's put them on the jump. Who knows who they are? But we will know. And I would like to hear that justified. How Kyrie Irving, who played 29 games, who... One could argue is the biggest reason James Harden wanted to leave, who was a massive distraction, who didn't play that much and did not contribute to winning hardly at all. How he makes an All NBA team, Wilds? Can you defend it? You, you're on. You know, you're you're on the upper crust NBA media. Okay, I I will say the my most <laughs> my most likely hypothesis mistake. It's you gotta just go with just mistake. mistake. I'm going with the more. That, that, I'm, I'm that just, makes you sense. have to. I agree. You have. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can't put everything else aside. Put all of your Kyrie takes over here. You just can't, don't vote for someone that played 29 games. You just don't. So I, I think did. mistake right. is honestly the number one chance. And I'll throw it to you, Broussard, to address whether you think it's a mistake or not. But quickly on LeBron. Broussard, do you feel like in the voting, um, you know, squad, we'll call you guys, is was LeBron penalized or left off those ballots because he's the only guy here who didn't make the playoffs? He played 56 games, so it wasn't a game thing. Durant played 55 games. Do you think that's the one penalty LeBron has? Hey, you didn't make the playoffs. I'm refusing to vote for a guy, all NBA, who doesn't make the playoffs. I don't care how many stats you put up. Absolutely. That's the only explanation. I don't think it was a, an anti-LeBron uh, bias. I had LeBron mm. like Nick on the third team. I think Nick might have had him second. I had him on the third team. Um, but, yeah, everyone else on these three teams did what? They made the playoffs. And LeBron didn't. So that sure. is the only explanation. I'm with you on that, Wilds. As far as Kyrie, I it's hard. I'm a voter. It's hard the way it's computerized to actually make a mistake, I think. You had that, oh, whoever is. that voter was, did think Kyrie, and then maybe you hope they would have thought twice about it and said, no, I can't go this way, and they just forgot. That's the only way it could be a mistake. I think that voter, whoever it is, and we'll find out, as you guys said, I think he looked oh, at we'll it erroneously, out. but he looked at it like, okay, I'm just picking the guys I think are the best. So the six best guards. And I think Kyrie's in the top six guards. It's still not justifiable. It's ludicrous. 29 games. I don't care if you average 70 points a game. You can't make all NBA playing 29 games. Cost and and, and voluntarily (laughs) sitting out. But my only explanation, Wilds, is he just thinks Kyrie is a a sick one of the top six guards in the league. So I'm putting him on this team. That that's it. That's it. Uh, Brew, if they do strike him of his vote and one vote comes available, 
Uh, you got anyone in mind? I know where this is going. I mean, I got someone in mind who wouldn't be voting Kyrie Irving if you're not games. If you're not nice the rest right of the show, we will Men talk Mavs oh, okay. again, so you be nice. You play nice. Talk and some we'll football. <laughs> hey, Fox yeah. Bet's giving the Niners the second best odds to win the NFC West, but do we even know who they're starting? Talk some football. Let's run the no huddle. Tyreek Hill spent the last four years playing with all-world quarterback and former baseball player Patrick Mahomes. But he wanted to get paid, and it wasn't going to happen in KC, so now he's in nice South ball. Beach with Tua. It doesn't mean Tyreek isn't confident in his new quarterback. Take a listen. I just feel like football is all about confidence, you know, and um, I'm very confident in my quarterback, you know, so I just feel like, you know, if I'm able to, like, help him get all the confidence in the world and push other guys to push that confidence into him, then the sky's the limit for the guy, you know, because he's a heck of a talent, you know, has crazy arm, arm strength, arm talent, you know. So, like I say, man, we're, we're all excited, you know, just to watch him sling the ball each and every day. I mean, what was he going to say when asked that question? He does love his new quarterback. Broussard, are people sleeping on Tua? Nick's not. Oh, well, obviously Nick is more than sleeping. I mean, he's just completely dismissing my man. And here's what Nick's going to say. I'm sorry for preempting you, Nick. But you're going to say, clearly, Tyreek just told us. He's all about building up the confidence of his teammate, which I get. There's probably a part of that. But, Nick, you don't go overboard. You don't have to say he throws one of the best balls I've ever caught in the NFL. Or actually, he didn't just say the NFL ever. All right, so you got Mahomes. Okay, I'm sure he throws a better ball than Tua. But then you got Alex Smith and whoever he played with in college. So I think he's probably being true. So you don't have to go overboard with the praise if you really don't believe in the guy. So to answer Jenna's question, yes, people are sleeping on Tua. And more importantly, more accurately, people are unfairly down on Tua. I don't know if he's going to be great. But I think the fact that people have written him off already is ridiculous, okay? He's only played or started 21 games. That's not even a season and a half. 21 games. Oh, and in those 21 games, let's see. The first season, he was coming off a horrific hip injury that some people didn't think he'd even be back by then to play from. All right, so that's number one. All right, number two, he had a receiving core that was pedestrian at best his rookie year. Okay, number three, the last two years, he's had one of the three, what, maybe five worst offensive lines in football. Okay, and oh, never mind that in those 21 starts with a horrible offensive line, with one season of no really good receivers, he goes 13 and eight. He's 13 and eight as a starter. Okay, and you know I'm about wins. Okay, so all I'm saying is this. Now that he's got, he had Jalen Waddle, he improved in every category last year, Nick, with Jalen Waddle. Now you add Tyreek Hill. And I look at what Stephon Diggs did for Josh Allen. Not that two is going to be Josh Allen, but still, huge jump. No, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Huge jump for Josh Allen when he got a top flight receiver in Stephon Diggs. 
Let's look at Kyler Murray, same deal. Huge jump once he got D-Hop as a receiver. So I'm just saying, Nick, they got Teron Armstead to short that offensive line. Now they've got two top flight receivers in Waddle and Tyreek. And he's got everything he needs now. And a quarterback or yeah. a, a coach that believes in yeah. him. And a quarterback-friendly yeah. system. Right. So I'm just saying, yes, he, he could be the second best quarterback in that division. And... I'm oh, not well, necessarily sure. predicting them to make the playoffs, but be but the second best That's an indictment team. on Mac Jones. So, yeah, not people are sleeping. People yeah, are mean, sleeping it, on him. No, they're not sleeping on him. They're not sleeping on him. It, bro, you're great at a lot of things on TV. Predicting what I'm going to say is you're like 0 for your last nine. I was not going to say anything about the confidence. What I was going to say is Tyreek Hill is sad. You shifted. Tyreek you know Hill is very, shifted. very sad. And is, you know, the only thing, he left that press conference. It was like, oh, my God. And then he got an alert from Chase Bank. It's like the direct deposit. He's like, okay, I feel a little bit better. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Guys, Tyreek Hill went from Patrick Mahomes to Tua Tonga-Vailoa. He knows it was a. He knows football-wise, it was a terrible decision. But Miami's a great city, and they paid him a bunch of money. And good for Tyreek. He was, you know, he was great in Kansas City. I wish him nothing but the best. But Wilds, if if I if people are sleeping on Tua, then I'm comatose on Tua. I I don't care what his record Jeez. is. I don't care what the circumstances are, guys. We know how, how, how he, he can can't throw not? the ball more than 35 yards. Wait, because because I watch him play. So I watch him play. He looks okay, like he's playing I, 500 in the schoolyard, just little throwing little pop flies. No, he's not good. Tua is not a good quarterback. All right. I don't know. I I don't know. All right. Can I, oh, oh yes. Oh, we have two anti highlights. That's the I didn't best clip we, we can yes. get. Yes, that was God. great. Give me more. <laughs> Give me more Tua right. anti highlights. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend. Well, I'm breaking up. I'm, I'm getting a little Max Hedrum-y. Um No, you're right. good. Can Why I dive into it for a second and, and take a shot at Mahomes in the process? The thing that used to drive me crazy about watching these Chiefs games is that I would watch this game and I said, oh, my God, that little dump to Tyreek Hill just went for 30 yards. And you come in and, oh, Patrick Mahomes had 400 yards. I'm like, yeah, that counts as, as a as a 20-yard touchdown, this little to the thing to the flat. So he caught yeah, 27 passes were at or behind the yeah. line of scrimmage. Good Combine point, that with, we Good know point. that Mike McDaniel coming from San Francisco and how successful they were with Debo. Nick, I'll pose it to you because since you've watched more Tyreek than anybody, do you think that we're going to get a ton of deep shots with Tua, with Tua and Tyreek? Or do you think it's going to be a little bit no. of, all right, let's take all those packages behind the line of scrimmage and add a little bit of Debo flair that right. Mike McDaniel can cook up, and we'll see, actually see a different Tua no, I, so that we don't need to have they're going to do a lot we of the... need to be talking about arms. Yes. Yes, Tyreek is a okay. Hall of Fame-level player. Tyreek will still make an impact. And, and they, of course, they're going to do a lot of incredibly short passing because Tua can't throw the ball long. So, yeah, of course. But Tyreek's well, best say, say attribute great, we is his to... straight line speed. And I just, I mean, give me a break. I, I can't believe, I didn't know Brew was part of Tua-Nan. I didn't know. <laughs> 
to a nine. Ja- Jimmy G talk. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, guys, still a San Francisco 49er. Many thought he'd be long gone by now after the team used that third pick on uh, Trey Lance last year. Head coach Kyle Shanahan discussed the idea of moving on from Jimmy G. Take a listen to this. Nothing's changed um, since his surgery. You know, we were where we were at before that, and then he got the surgery, so everything went on hold. Um, I expect him at some time most likely to be traded, but uh, who knows? That's not a guarantee, and it's been exactly on hold when that happened, and when he's healthy, we'll see what happens. get a little messy uh, heading into the season. I don't know. Broussard, would it be a good or bad idea for the Niners to trade Garoppolo? Well, look, Jenna, last year I defended Jimmy G. All he does is win. We all know that. All right. But even as I was defending Jimmy G, I understood the plan and I was fine with it. Okay. This will be his last season there. Next year, the ball's in Trey Lance's hands. And they'll go from there. They gave up a ton to get Trey, so I got it. But since you haven't been able to trade Jimmy G because of the injury, this could be a blessing in disguise because there are reports out there, you guys know this, that Trey Lance has been underwhelming. Okay, that the arm strength, is it there? How great is it? Uh, The deep ball accuracy, how great is it? Is it there? And that they're not all in on Trey Lance. So if that's the case, this is a team, Nick, that is built to win now, right? They're not a long-term team. They are built to win now. You've got a quarterback that you know, at the very least, can get you to a Super Bowl. Heck, last year they were close. A few years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. And need I remind you, Nick, now you can poo-poo this all you want. But you're big on numbers. You're big on history. Luca's this, Luca's that. Well, look, take a gander at this, Nick. Of the seven winningest quarterbacks in NFL history, guess who's on oh, the we're list? Back. I, I look, I'm I am i am not I, I wouldn't usually put him in those guys in the same sense with those guys. But I don't make up the stats. I'm not fudging the numbers. Uh, okay. It is what can it I, is. That's can I jump in? So Take if that. Trey's not ready, you can go with said, Jimmy G and have a great year. That's all I'm saying. The coach just said we want to trade him. What do I live in a, a house of mirrors? What's happening? They traded three first round picks to get Trey Lance. The coach just said, I imagine he's going to be traded. Why hasn't he been traded? Well, he had this surgery he didn't tell us about when he think he was going to have, and it kind of screwed up our timeline. But yeah, as soon as he's healthy, he's out of here. That is not a coach who's looking at Trey Lance as like, oh, we might have to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. The coach is saying, coaches usually say nothing. He's like, yeah, I would think he's going to be traded. I wish he was gone already. This guy is good. Caused my otherwise beautiful hair to start turning gray. It stresses me out, man. I'm a quarterback guru, and I've had to deal with this guy. He's set wild. He says we want to trade him. We can't trade him because he had a surgery. He didn't. We didn't know he was going to have the idea that they're like, no, we still love Jimmy. He just told you he's going to trade him. Of course they're going to trade him as soon as the team wants to pay $24 million for mediocre quarterback play. Okay, here's what's going to happen, Jenna. This is another early prediction. This is not an upset alert. Let me hear it. But this will come true. Okay. Some team 
is going – I don't think Jimmy G is going to get traded before the season starts. I think some team is going to have a winning record. Their quarterback goes down, and they're going to look around and be like, huh, do we go with this backup? He does know the playbook. Or since we're a winning team, should we go with the guy – who knows how to win. In fact, winning is flowing through his veins along with the Subway sandwiches why wouldn't a losing that him and team Nana make from the Subway commercials. Hold on, why would so, yes, have to be a I think, team? I, no, I don't think a losing what? team will take him. I don't think a losing team will be like, no, but this he, is would, our he gets there and they'll win. Guess what, Nick? No. Not that's your, true, too. Isn't he the reason they win? Right. Was San Francisco before he got there? Right, exactly. Was San Francisco before he got there? A losing team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Jimmy yep. G. He's great. I'm shocked nobody wants him. Speaking of winners, Luca, monster night. Was it enough to put any scare in the Warriors, though? We're back after this. On Saturday, it's a USFL primetime showdown between the New Orleans Breakers and Jeff Fisher's Michigan Panthers. Kickoff 9 Eastern on FS1. Then on Sunday, the league-leading Birmingham Stallions take on the Pittsburgh Maulers. Two Eastern, only on Fox. All right, you're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates, none of the bull. Warriors going for the sweep last night. Mavericks had other plans. This was a tight one early until Dallas jumped out to a 29-point lead, held on to win, kept themselves alive in the series. Thanks to 30 from Luca. Only three made threes from Luca, but still more than enough to get the win. Chris Broussard, do you now give the Warriors any chance of winning this series? The Warriors, yes. They'll win it in five. All right. Uh, but the Mavericks, no. Uh-huh. No. I believe no more in the Mavericks today than I believed 24 hours ago. All right, Nick, I, I don't care what, what verbal machinations you come up with in a couple <laughs> minutes. But let me give you the facts. Let me give you the facts because you know I'm about facts. You're about feelings. I'm about facts. 146 teams in the history of round ball have gone down 3-0. Not one of them has won the series. Not one. In fact, only three have even pushed it to a game seven. All right? So don't get excited about what you saw last night because you're only going to be in for a big disappointment. Accept reality that this series is about to end. Oh, is Reggie Bullock going to drop 23 points a game for the next three games? Oh, oh, are the Mavericks going to hit 23-pointers in the next three games and be just as hot in the second half as they are in the first half from behind the arc? I think not. I don't know if they'll need What this reminds me of, Nick, I'm going to give you two games. And this is sobering. I I get it. It's going to be sobering for you because you're on such a high. But here's the truth. This is no different than what we saw in game five, another elimination game, a few weeks ago. Golden State, Memphis. And Golden State can close them out. They let their foot off the gas. And Memphis beats them by 39, led by 55. And people are thinking, "Uh Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. No. Next next game they won by by 14 points. That sounds close to you. They were trailing midway through the fourth. They won by 14 points. That's all I know. Okay. 
Okay. They won by well, 14. Now points. you know more. Let's move now on. you also know it was let's close go back late in the to fourth. 20, go ahead. Let's go back to 2017. Uh-huh. When they go up 3-0, uh-huh. sound familiar? On a great individual player, LeBron James. Sound familiar? Luka Doncic. They're up 3-0. In game four, the Cavs are on fire. 2017, I'm sorry, 2017. Yeah. On fire from three-point range. Yeah. Not fire, fire. Mm-hmm. All right, they hit 24. Mm-hmm. And I know you were on TV the next day. I'm sure. I didn't see it, but I bet you were on TV the next day saying, uh-oh. Uh-oh, he came back from 3-1. He can come Didn't back from 3-0. Yet. Was okay, not on TV. But, uh, you might have been uh, a guest. Three months Maybe the guest start analyst somewhere. Uh, yeah. Radio, nope. if, if no, you had to go on the uh, rooftop nope. somewhere and yell it out Find on a megaphone, tape, I bet you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, uh-huh. and, of course, the next game, Golden State wins going away. And that's yeah. what's going to happen okay. in I, game five here, Nick. Don't get too high, man, because okay. it's going to be a, a long not too fall to the bottom. This series is over. I'm not too high. In five. You know what's also a long fall or a long list? List of teams that have come back from 3-1 down. That's 13, and we are now 3-1. So Brew's whole 146 teams have been down 3-0 is accurate, but today it is irrelevant. The, the, because 90 of those 146 lost game four. So two thirds of that list gone. Pfft, dustbin of history. They don't apply to this series anymore. So now we're at 56 teams that were down 3-0 and forced a game five. Three of those 56, Brew just told us, ended up forcing a game seven. So history would say you have about a 5.7% chance of forcing a game seven. A little better than one in 20. Okay. Brew also did a a few things there that I'm going to say were strategic errors, which is invoking two games. One was from the Warriors this year that I do not think should instill confidence. Because as I mentioned, while yes, the game ended up being Warriors by 14, game six, the Warriors were trailing in the fourth quarter of that game against a far inferior opponent than the Mavs are. The the Grizzlies, no matter their record, the Grizzlies without jaw are not as good as the Mavs are right now. The other error, I would say, is invoking LeBron James. Because I had Wilds, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh you know lie to you. I forgot until he said it. I was like, LeBron James, 3-1 Warriors. Is there something there? Oh, there is. The the Warriors once blew a 3-1 lead to LeBron James. And who is the player closest to LeBron stylistically that we have ever seen? Luka Doncic. So am I I saying, am I guaranteeing that the Mavericks are going to be the first team ever to pull off a 3-0 comeback? Of course not. What I am saying is dismissing the possibility is foolish. You guys both yesterday, where you brought out your broom, and I don't actually want you to agree, but I appreciate it. You brought out your broom. Your broom has now been swept. <laughs> She's on your the side. Four times you've brought out the broom. It. Four times you've lost. Uh, and you and Brew both were like, oh, you see these quotes? One, two, three, Cancun. Oh, they're not. They're, they, they're defeated. They were up 99 to 70 after three quarters. Did they look defeated? It wasn't just hot shooting. It was also excellent defense. And... While, yes, of course, the Warriors could take care of business at home in Game 5. To act as if 
if the Mavs win game five, that there is not a massive amount of pressure on the Warriors' shoulders heading back to Dallas is foolishness. And the Mavs still have one thing that you always like to have if you're trying to pull off a great comeback. The best player in the series. What? So, listen, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure what exactly is going to happen. But I know to call it over is silly. It's happened 13 times. We'll okay. see if there's a 14th. I hate to say this. All right, Wilds. I agree Wilds, with you. And I'm going to say there. something totally ridiculous. But just bear with me and, hey. and treat it seriously because it'll drive home the point. If all of a sudden, wherever you're watching this video, you looked to your left, and there was an alien. All of a sudden, right next to you, you would be shocked, but you'd be shocked with an asterisk. You'd be like, you know what? There were rumblings. You, you have been in the news a lot. I'm not totally shocked. That's what this comeback would be like, Broussard, because as much as we want to say it's totally over, I've seen the Warriors not step up and handle business yet again, and when they, get, when they were down by... 55 points to the Grizzlies. I was like, man, I don't know. It doesn't seem like you have the real, you really want to finish this series off. And then every reason that we would say that Lucas finished, we would also say that about that Game 7 series with the Suns. And Luca came in there and proved us all wrong. Add to that, if it gets close, the Warriors it. are going to get very, very tight. They're going to be like, oh, we lost a 3-1 lead. Certainly, we can't lose a 3-0 lead. I'm just saying... It's got an alien-esque element of surprise to it, Broussard. Totally shocking, with an asterisk. With an asterisk. All right, look, Nick, Nick, yeah. congratulations. I don't know if this is going to make you feel good, but you have won over with your, your crazy argument, Kevin Wilds. The same Kevin Wilds who after what? One yeah, game? I'm like John Morant. Stay was, over there. Totally was off of Memphis after Memphis had a great season. He switches no. to the Minnesota Timberwolves after That's one a low game. Blow. No. The same That's beneath the, the, you. that Kevin Wiles. The same Kevin Wiles who said no. the Boston Celtics wouldn't beat Giannis until the year 2035. Wow. Okay, that Kevin Wiles, you've won him over, Nick. Congratulations. He hasn't picked that, up. That, that's what he you got. He said alien landing. That, no, no, he's with me. Through. Through. Nobody wants Wilds. If the Mavs win game five, Through. <laughs> if they win game five, will you give them a chance? Yes or no? Uh, you know I don't answer yes, your questions nope. on air. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, I've been on the show long enough go. to know. We'll see you I do not answer your questions.